Welcome back. Uh, this is Running Unopposed. I'm Gabe. And I'm Rose. And today we will be covering a top um, a senator from Kentucky, or I'd say ex-senator. He's deceased now. Uh, Jim Bunning, also Hall of Fame baseball player. That is correct. So for all you baseball fans listening, get ready. And that does not include me. I don't follow baseball. Gabe is a massive baseball fan. Gabe has dragged me to hundreds of Yankee games. I don't think I've ever been to a baseball game. Really? They're fun. No, that's a joke. I've been to I've been to several I've been to several. Okay. Yeah. Did you really believe me when I told you I've never been to a baseball game? I don't know. I've never been to a baseball game with you. That's fair. And to to be and I mean to be honest, I only watch uh that I the only sport I watch is Quidditch. Be, because you hate trans people. Okay, yeah, I see how it is. I see how it is. I I know when I'm not welcome. I'll go. No, I'm gonna I'm be gonna... honest. I no, I'm yeah. No, I actually forgot J.K. Rowling is a massive turf. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> At least I finally don't have to pretend I like Harry Potter anymore. Did you have to before? Yes, because pe- uh, grown adults would get very mad at me when I said I when I said the book for children is not very good as an adult. I think it's a good book. It's not amazing. I mean, it's fine, but it, it's for children. Yeah, but it can still be a good book. Yeah, it's like it's like if you got really into the Despicable Me movies at age twenty seven. Like it's just okay. That is curse. what I did. Stop it. We okay. Stop it. Stop it. Not fair. No. No. Veto. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah, sometimes people really will just get mad at you for no reason and start criticizing your tastes, even though the even though uh even though the Muppets is totally for adults too and has plenty of analysis to be done about it and is definitely not a, a work just for kids. The Muppets is infinitely more defendable than the Minions movies to enjoy as an adult. Wait, really? Yeah, absolutely. The Muppets are for children, but they're at least, like, a little better. Or or sometimes people will just get mad at you for no reason because you kept telling people, because you kept telling them that the, that the Fantastic Four was a documentary and all of a sudden everyone laughs at you and doesn't take you seriously anymore. And I'm sick of it. That did not happen to me. I'm, I'm talking about a friend. That would be so funny to do that to a child. No, or, or I just convince them that like Spider-Man is real or something. Wait, he's not. <laughs> and then they don't find out till they're like fourteen that he's not. Well, I was thinking more like twenty-six. <laughs> yeah. Just keep up the illusion that Santa Claus is real well into their thirties. Yeah, something like that. Okay, stop ruining it for me. Okay, I, I don't want to think about that. Yeah, um... Who else are you going to tell me isn't real now? The Tooth Fairy? No comment. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. All right, let's uh, let's get into the episode. All right, so, any questions? Well, you should tell me about Jim Bunning. That's how this works. Any questions going into the podcast? No, just... Start your notes. Why, why are you being so weird about it? I'm just asking if you have questions. <laughs> well, I don't know anything about him, so you need to tell me about him. Okay, his name works. was his name was Jim. Next qu- question. Go, back to you. All right, what was his middle name? Aurelius. 
Was it really? No, it no was way. Paul. Okay. That would have been I think so it, cool. Yeah, no, it was Paul David. Um, so let's get into the episode. Uh, yeah. So Jim Bunning was a Kentucky politician and Hall of Fame baseball player. Okay. Born on October 23rd, 1931 to a Catholic family and grew up in suburban Cincinnati. He grew up in Northern Kentucky, which is very close to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's uh, a border city. It's right on the border of the Ohio Kentucky border. So he, and he grew up in, he grew up in Kentucky. He attended St. Xavier High School, in, which is in Cincinnati. And Did he play he baseball went, there? Yes, he was. He was quite, I was gonna say, he was quite the athlete. He played baseball, football, and basketball. Oh, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, after a lot, athletes tur- a lot of athletes turned politicians because remember Trafficant from last episode was a, Jim- was a high school and college football prodigy who got drafted into the NFL. But Trafficant uh, left fairly quickly. Bunning did not. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he never actually played in the NFL. He just got drafted. You know, Bunning played in the MLB for a while. Yeah. All right. So yeah. did he go to college? Yep, he went to a local university, Saint Xavier, on a baseball scholarship. But okay. it got canceled because he signed a minor league contract. I should have put in my notes who, but I did not. So that's on me. Um, all, overall, though, not super important. Um, he So the minor league contract was $150 a month, which today is 1600 bucks. A month? Yes. Okay, that's... Yeah, okay. And a $4,000 signing bonus. That's not bad. Remember, athletes do not make make nearly as much as they do now. Also, minor league players don't make that much now. Yeah, after so he started off on a on on a hot streak. Um, this was in the mid nineteen fifties, by the way. I think fifty six. Okay. Um. And er, and then he would, but after a five game winning streak, he come crashing down to earth, and then lost his next seven brutal but so then he eventually switched to sidearm next the next season all right what was he doing before um i guess just a regular throw i don't know i don't know yeah yeah, probably i guess yeah probably just a standard overhand pitcher yeah so from then on he was in this was he was in the detroit tiger system at this point he made and he was kind of toiling the minor league system for i think a few years a few seasons or so um and he would make several appearances in the majors before becoming a regular in 1957. All right. So and, wait, did it work back then? Like, you could still be a player in the minor leagues, but, like, guest play a game in the majors? Is that how that worked? I think so, yeah. That's weird. Man, well, they, man if you have injuries and so stuff. weird. Well, huh? if you have injuries and stuff, sometimes you got to call guys up. Yeah, true. Or if you want to give them some experience, see how they're doing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so he eventually, so this was when he was still in the minors, by the way. He would post several seasons in the minors with losing records. But in 1956, he got fourth in the league in strikeouts. Ooh, that's pretty good. And in 1957, by this time he was regular in the majors, he was kind of on a so-so start. But then he pitched a five-hit game against the Red Sox. Ooh, that's pretty impressive. Which is kind of when he becomes a regular for good. There's no more doubt that this guy can pitch. Yeah, okay. And the Tigers at this point were pretty... Was he righty or lefty? Okay. Oh, no. Threw right and batted right, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, that, that would that would be right, yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm just curious. There, there's yeah, sort of right. like a weird left-handed pitchers sometimes have an advantage. So I was just curious. Well, mostly right-handed batters. Yeah. Lefties are kind of weird in baseball because they also have a, they have a distinct disadvantage in, I think, being a catcher and being a first baseman. Yeah. Like, isn't there, isn't that an actual issue? There's some prejudice against left-handed first baseman and catchers, even if they're really good. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't followed baseball in a little while. You know, my grandpa had to have a special catcher's mitt made for him because uh, he was a lefty. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't really make lefty catcher's mitts much. Just because yeah. catcher's mitts are already so niche. Yeah. Anyway, um, in 1957, or yeah, in the late 50s, a lot of the Tigers teams were mediocre. Okay. And But Bunning was kind of... Was baseball like heavily Hispanic back then or no? Just no, curious. I think it was mainly white. Okay, just curious. I think sports in general were mainly white. Yeah. Like I know at this point, I think this at this point basketball is still very Jewish. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about football. I never followed football, so. Yeah. Um, so Bunning was kind of one of the few bright spots, and he would excel early in his career, and he got twenty wins and was on the All Star team in nineteen fifty seven. That's pretty good. Although, he did have a very bad penchant of giving up home runs and set a Tigers record in the process for the most home runs given up by a pitcher in one season. Can you guess how many? 112. No. Higher or lower? Lower. Way lower. Wait, how long was the season back then? It was 33. That's nothing. Yeah, okay. Okay. Has that record been broken? Let me take a look. That seems really low. Well, I think a lot of the uh, baseball players back then were just smaller guys. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know home runs have gotten more common in baseball. That could be it. I know Ty Cobb, one of the best players of all time, barely hit home runs. Yeah. Yep, he set a Detroit Tigers record in the process. Amazing. Which he then... Later broke uh, twice. <laughs> he gave thirty-seven and fifty-nine and six and thirty-eight in nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> All right, so he was a mixed player. We'll say very good player, but one weakness. Yeah, because okay. he got twenty wins and was. So what happened after he got off the Tigers? Who did he uh, go to? Let's see. Uh, I did not follow that because I didn't think it was super important. Yeah, that's fine. But eventually ended up fine, became a Hall of Fame, became a Hall of Famer, uh, finished second all-time in strikeouts. Pretty good. Yeah. Then he retired. He played for 16 years. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he played with the Phillies. I think that was the, in a game against Phillies versus Mets, I want to say maybe 63, 64, something like that, sometime in the mid-60s. I think he pitched the first perfect game in the National League since since the 1880s. Wow. That's pretty crazy. You know, he was a pretty good player. Um, so after he retired in 71, was kind of in coaching for a bit, then became a city councilman in Fort Thomas, and then got to be, to be a state senator. Okay. And then so that's, that's interesting, because usually when, a pol- when like a sports guy goes to politics, they go straight for the national level. They yeah, go straight maybe, to like either they go either straight to governor or they go straight to senate. It's pretty rare that you start at the city council and work your way up. Who became wait? Who became a governor? I don't know if any have succeeded, but several have tried. 
Lynn Swan, I know, tried. Yeah, exactly. Or Hersh- and Herschel Walker's trying right now for Senate. Yeah, exactly. By the way, this episode will be released a week after it's recorded. So if Herschel Walker won or lost by then, we don't know about it. It's the runoffs December 6th. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. We're stupid. I'm stupid. Never mind. <laughs> yes, you are. But for many reasons. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. So yeah. what was he like on the city council? In I did months? not find much about that. I think the craziness started when he got to the Senate. You didn't do a deep dive into the local Fort Thomas newspaper archives? I'm in school, okay? Pathetic. Uh, pathetic. <laughs> I'm Alex. Right, so... Welcome to Running Out of Post. <laughs> Fun fact, I harass the Tennessee Secretary of State for ads that aren't there. I think Gabe doesn't have superpowers and can't influence elections. Rah, rah, rah. You don't have superpowers. Then explain Pennsylvania. Explain it. I already did. A popular lieutenant governor won an election against a guy who's never won an election in Pennsylvania. Oh, yes, because politics is just some dumb popularity contest. It's all about getting people to like you. Very shallow. Yes, yes it is. It uh, is a yeah. dumb popularity contest. Uh-huh, right, sure it is. Speaking of dumb popularity contests, uh, it says here he was elected minority leader of the Kentucky State Senate in his first term. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Anyway. So did he do anything weird in the Kentucky State Senate? Did he pass any psycho bills? I, I was really mainly focused on his congressional years because that's when the weird stuff starts happening. Okay. So did he get elected to the House or the Senate? House first, 4th District in 1986. Okay. This is the House of Representatives. This is Federal House. Yeah. Did he State, flip a district or anything or no? Let me check. I don't think so. No, no he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Kentucky's fourth district. Um, he in nineteen he stays there for twelve years, and and runs for senate in nineteen ninety eight and uh, wins by a narrow margin of six thousand seven hundred sixty six votes. Um, wow. Yep. Against a uh, incumbent Democratic representative in the sixth district, Scotty Basler, and Scotty Basler. Yep, and succeeded in uh, retiring Democratic incumbent Wendell Ford. Okay. He was the minority whip, wasn't he? Maybe. Let me check. To date, last Democratic senator served from Kentucky. Yeah. Senate majority whip, 91 to 95. Minority whip after that until he retired. Yeah, I knew he was something in the leadership. Yeah. Succeeded in, in the Senate, Marlo Cook. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Sick name, by the way. Um, that's a pretty cool name. Yeah. Let's see. And in this, um, and his first term is relatively low key, but his second term is where things get really weird. Uh, apparently, he was one of the Senate's most conservative members. Yeah, I think I want to say it was two thousand seven. I think it was Time Magazine that named him one of America's worst senators. <laughs> what would he do? Just was just he didn't really care about much other than baseball. Oh yeah, that's true. what was he doing? Like passing laws about baseball? Well, a lot. He was really known for his off-color comments. Okay, all right. So you want? So is that where we're heading to? Yep. In two thousand four, okay. running for re-election against Daniel Mangiardo, um, he said his opponent looked like one of Saddam Hussein's sons. Accused Mangiardo, Mangiardo's supporters of attacking his wife. Based on and, what? Uh, I don't even know. I don't think there's any evidence. 
Okay. So he was just lying, and um, he also uh, well, oh, he also said a comment which it, to me is very funny, just because it's very ironic. In October two thousand four, he told um, he said to reporters, "Let me explain something. I don't watch the national news, and I don't read the paper. I haven't done that for the last six weeks. I watch Fox News to get my information, which Fox News is national news." That's so cool. <laughs> that that rocks. Sorry, I need to look up Daniel Mangiardo to see if he really does look like uh, Saddam Hussein's son. He doesn't. He's just a tan white guy. Mangiardo. Daniel Mangiardo. Let's see. Which one of... Let me look up Saddam Hussein's son. He doesn't look like either of them, I'm telling you. Uday Hussein. Where, oh my god, no. They have kind of similar eyebrows. So do plenty of people. They don't look alike. <laughs> now, if they if they have a similar haircut, like, are there any it's pictures the, of Uday Hussein clean shaven? Because then I can judge like the facial structure. It's plenty of people have that haircut. They don't. And also, Jim Bunning was just doing this to be racist. Against what? Mangiardo? That sounds like Italian or Greek. I, I, I don't know. People who just don't look as white as he does. Yeah, Italian immigrants. What is he doing? Anti-Italian racism in 2004? Come on. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah. His behavior got so eccentric, some people thought he was dement. Some people were concerned he might have dementia. That, well, did he? In your no, opinion. I don't think so. In your professional opinion as a medical doctor, did he have dementia? Well, well, uh, Dr. Toboggan here speaking, um, uh, I can uh, affirm that uh, <laughs> I can affirm that he did not have dementia, no. By the way, I did not make that up. I w- that is a joke that comes from a TV show. That was not my idea. Lame. Anyways, keep going. Wow, thanks. Um, oh, yeah. So this isn't the end of his weird behavior. So he refused to debate Mangiardo. Cool. So the Democrat just got 30 minutes on t- of TV without having to debate Bunning, which raised his profile, which, of course, does no favors for the Republican. Yeah, that seems like a stupid idea. A yeah. real Doug Mastriano move. Yeah. Wait, did Doug Mastriano not go to the debate? Didn't he? Didn't he refuse to debate? I don't know. I didn't look in. I know Laxalt refused to debate. Yeah. Or he didn't refuse to. I think they couldn't agree. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Bunning eventually agreed to one debate, but um, but these were the ro- these were his conditions. It could not be live. It couldn't what? be in the evening. There what? could not be an audience. And Mangiardo could not use any of the footage to be, to put in ads. What? That's such a weird... Not live. What? And, but then Mangiardo agreed to the terms. Why? Why would you ever agree to that? <laughs> and then, but then Bunning at the last minute just lied and was like, yeah, I'm needed in Washington. And insisted on debating from the national from the Republican National Headquarters studio, and it was suspected that he did that. So that way he could, and oh, by the way, he did not allow the press to be present because he didn't want them, to, because the press wanted to see whether he was using a teleprompter or not. Yeah, of course he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Amazing. And he also, and he, this is when people started to think that he might've had dementia. That, that's embarrassing, man. 
need a teleprompter for the debate? Come on. He also did not only travel with a police escort, but he also claimed that he was that he was using it for protection from Al Qaeda. Yes. Which I don't Let's think go. I don't think Al Qaeda was after him. Osama bin Laden hiding out in the mountains of Waziristan on his like shitty laptop with like a you know 256 kilobit connection watching the Jim Bunning Daniel Mangiardo debate. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he was doing that. No, probably not. He, he was probably... way too busy watching Tom and Jerry. Wait, did he actually watch Tom and Jerry? Osama bin Laden, absolutely. Wait, uh, actually? You can find. So, yes. So the entire contents of Osama bin Laden's hard drive that the CIA that was found at the uh, at the raid on his base in Pakistan uh, has been uploaded to the CIA's official website, and it contains like half of Tom and Jerry. Wait, didn't he have kids? I don't know. Probably. It could have been for them. It was his personal hard drive, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. It also has a bunch of documents of like you know, Islamic court rulings on which type of jihad is allowed and stuff like that. But it also has stuff like the entirety of Killing Hope by William Blum. And also <laughs> There's Tom some and weird Jerry. stuff on that. Huh? And also Tom and Jerry. And also something like a hundred episodes of Tom and Jerry. So much Tom and Jerry. That's actually really weird. Also like weird anime girl porn games. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, um, one there was one called Perestroika Girls. How do you know this? Did you just look it at on the website? Yeah, I just looked at the contents. I found out that it was on the CIA website, so I looked at it. I did try to get Perestroika Girls, but I couldn't run it on my computer, so I why do not know want, what it was. Why did he want to play Perestroika Girls? Because it was on Osama bin Laden's hard drive. I'm curious what it was. Yeah, I, okay, that's fair. I did not. I would not expect this. Like, if you're running a terrorist organization, I did not expect you to have time. I would not expect you to have time for games. Yeah, he also had the entirety of Finding Nemo on his computer. So if you ever want to watch Finding Nemo, you can do it for free, courtesy of our friends of the CIA. Wait, actually? Yes. Interesting, huh? So if you ever want to watch Finding Nemo or Tom and Jerry, uh, you can do that for free. Anyway, back to our friend Jim. Uh, back to our friend Jim. Yeah, so he eventually won because Bush carried the state against John Kerry in a landslide. Yeah. Bunning won by about uh, Bunning won very narrowly though. He didn't. Mangiardo um, eventually started getting a lot of money from the Democrats because because understandably they said, okay, Jim Bunning is running a terrible campaign. We need to help him. Yeah, we need to help Jim Bunning. Yeah. So no, not Jim Bunning. Uh, <laughs> I thought so, I could trip you up there. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? So Jim Bunning won by about twenty three thousand votes. That's not a huge margin. Yeah, he did not do very well. Um, I mean, he still won, but let's see. So then he... So he was not running unopposed, you would say. No, he was definitely not running I just unopposed. need to figure out a way to work the podcast title into every episode. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it until until someone, t- until like enough people tell me it's annoying. Oh, just, I, if I were you, I'd just like shout it at random times. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Running unopposed. Running unopposed. Anyway. Um, let's see. Uh, so at this point, his career, he just kind of doesn't really do much that's productive. He tries to try to stop uh, Ted Bernanke from getting onto the Fed. He said, I will do everything I can to stop your nomination and drag out the process as long as possible. We must put an end to your and the Fed's failures. And there is no better time than now. Uh, 
he may have set up a foundation that was just him bezeling money. Um, I did not really Whoa, look into go that. Back. What do you mean you didn't look into that? That sounds awesome. I've not been really awesome. busy. Not awesome. Interesting. Probably very bad. I've been really busy, okay? Oh my god. Right. I have a thesis to write. You couldn't take an hour to look into it? Oh no, the thesis is due tomorrow. Okay. Or it's not due tomorrow. My draft intro is due tomorrow, so it's not that long, but still. Yeah, exactly. You could have looked into it. Okay. Ah, shut up. I was, I well, when, when I was concussed. You weren't concussed this week. But last week I was. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. You Wait, what? I was concussed. I texted you this like two weeks ago. We did an episode of the podcast last week. Yeah, I didn't realize I was concussed. What do you mean you didn't realize you were concussed? Or no, it was the week before last I didn't realize I was concussed. We also did an episode of the podcast the week before last. Yeah, then I real yeah, after yeah, like two days later I found out I was concussed. How did you not know? Well, I thought I just had like some mild food. I thought I was just like getting like a mild virus because I wasn't that sick. Like I just felt kind of queasy and dizzy like all the time. <laughs> How do you not? That that means you should go to a doctor. Did you just not go to a doctor? Well, I did eventually when I realized, when I remember that I hit my head while I was swimming. Oh my God. In my defense, my head didn't hurt. What? But... Yeah, it got to the point where every time I stood up, I was really dizzy and nauseous. And I was like, I, this probably is something. <laughs> you didn't know you had a concussion. So wait, which episode did you have a concussion for? Which is the one we did two weeks ago? I guess Byron Looper? Yeah. So you had a concussion for the debut episode of our podcast. Yes. Oh my god, Gabe. <laughs> hey, I'm fine now. <laughs> oh yeah, he was talking... Oh yeah, by the way, in 2009, he was at the Lincoln, the Hardin County Link, Republican Party Lincoln Day Dinner, which is kind of a thing a lot of Republican parties do. A lot of chapters of the party do. Um, and he was talking about how important it was to get conservative judges. And he said, that's going to be in place very shortly because Ruth Bader Ginsburg has cancer. Bad cancer. That's the type you don't get better from. Well, uh, turns out she did, folks. Well, did for she... a little while, at least. Well, yeah, this, she... this was like eight. When did he say that? 2009. Yeah, she lived for like another 10 years. Yeah, he. I think he predicted she'd be dead in nine months. Yeah. She but outlived I mean, him. <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, yeah. He delayed passage of a bill in 2010 to ex- that would temporarily extend unemployment benefits. And and during the debate, he complained about missing a, ba- a basketball game. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then when reporters- He is truly the most American senator. That is, yeah. And then when he asked about uh why about why he was blocking the bill, he just when reporters asked him, he just gave him the finger. Wait, so did he successfully get Bernanke not on the Fed? No. Oh, okay. So he he did everything he could to oppose his nomination, and it was not enough. That's cool. Yeah. Seems like that kind of sums up his career. Just complete defiance to things that end up happening anyways. I mean, Daniel Mangiardo didn't get elected, so... Yeah, I guess. Wasn't All right, so he, he... He was against extending unemployment benefits. In early 2010. Ah, so like during a recession. Cool. Very cool. Yes. That, uh, that seems bad. I'm going to guess that didn't hurt him electorally at all. 
I mean, he didn't run for re-election. Oh, okay. So he was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not running for re-election. I'm going to be as evil as I want. I mean, he just, he was, he was thinking about it. He was thinking about running re-election, but, but he was then accusing Republicans of doing everything they could to stop him from fundraising. And eventually he decided to retire and was succeeded by Rand Paul in 2011. Ah, Rand Paul. There's a future episode topic. Really? Probably. Ron, I think, is a future episode topic. Yeah, Ron also. Maybe we'll do both of them as like a jumbo episode. That could be fun. Or maybe we, we'd probably do mostly, we'd probably do it mostly about Ron, but talk about Rand a little bit. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, regardless, I'm seeing here, uh, in 2008, it was reported that the Jim Bunning Foundation gave less than 25% of its proceeds to charity. And uh, he was paid $180,000 for one hour of work a week. And his wife and some random tire de- and some random car dealer from Cincinnati were on the board. That's a little odd. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with this was a money laundering scheme. I don't have enough proof to say yes or no. If you're but- a rich guy, just some free advice for all of our millionaire listeners, uh, of which we have many. Uh, and hey, hit me up if you want a sponsorship. I will say anything for money. Um, no, we won't. I will not. I will not. But yeah, if you are a millionaire, hit me up. Let's talk. Yeah. Uh, but free advice for all our mil- our multi-millionaire listeners. Set up a charitable foundation. You can launder so much money through that shit. It's totally legal. It shouldn't be, but it is. But please don't do it. We don't want to facilitate money laundering. Well, it's legal. It's not money laundering. But you still shouldn't do it. No, you shouldn't do it. But yeah. Hi, welcome back to the finance podcast. <laughs> Step well, one, invest all your money in crypto right now. Money laundering unopposed. <laughs> That'd be a funny podcast. Welcome back to the money laundering podcast. I'm imagining us as just one of those ranking videos on YouTube, but it's like top 10 ways to money to launder money. Number 10, set up a fake charity. <laughs> Number seven, pump and dump crypto schemes. <laughs> oh, but, oh, by the way, when, um, with the 30-day extension of benefits, Jeff Merkley urged him to drop the objections. Bunning responded by saying, tough shit. Yeah, well, look, see, if those people wanted to pull themselves out of poverty, they should have had a successful Major League Baseball pitching career like Jim Bunning. And, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I, I do not believe. Bunning retired and, uh, lived out for, and then lived out the rest of his, uh, years in, just kind of re- retired for a few years and died on May 26, 2017 at the age of 85. That's pretty old. Yep. He, yeah, what did he die of? Um, I think complications from a stroke he suffered the fall, the, in the prior fall. Ah, okay. Not fall isn't falling down the prior season. Yeah. So that is Jim Bunning. Do you have any questions? Anything you'd like to say? Did he make it to the MLB Hall of Fame? Yes, he did. Okay. When? It took him a while, but he got there in 1996. 1996. Okay. So before his political career. Or actually yep. right at the beginning of it. Yep. Apparently he voted against Robert Gates as Secretary of Defense. That's sort Ooh. of an interesting thing. Did Bush vote for him? Did Bush appoint him? No, I'm pretty sure that was Obama. Let me check. 
I think he might have stayed no, it was, on. It was Bush appointed him and Obama kept him. Yeah, but he didn't stay all of Obama's years. He was only there for the first two or three, right? Yeah, first couple of years. Okay. Yeah, yeah 2006, is, 2011. Yeah. Uh, Robert Gates, who uh, you might know from such hits as um, Enhanced Interrogation Techniques. I thought that was Rumsfeld. Robert Gates was involved. But he wasn't like the main architect, was he? No. But he was also like a CIA guy, and he was was a real mess. Did he have any scandals, or was he relatively low profile? He had a few. Uh, Nothing, though, that really brought down his career? No, nah, he, like, he said some stuff that, like, oh, other members of NATO aren't good, aren't as good at fighting wars as we are. It's like, yeah, whatever. He didn't have yeah. any, like, career-ending scandals. Yeah. Well, I, was I say, doubt so... we'll cover him on this podcast. He was just kind of your standard American Secretary of Defense, you know, sort of a banal evil. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say, so that's about, that's about it. Signing off. All right. I'm yep. Rose. And what's my name again? I forgot. Your name is Jim Bunning. And I'm... Oh, 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 I see. You're trying to trick me. I'm Gabe. Uh, I was hoping you were still concussed. I could just make you say something funny. <laughs> and this has been Running Unopposed, signing off. This has been Running Unopposed. See you next week when I will be discussing Mark Thatcher, the son of Margaret. See you Thatcher. Then. Yes, see you then.